Oh, wow. What's happening? What is going on? My peeps, my sports betting peeps, we are back. It's been quite a while. Last show we did was the day I was getting married. Did like a 30-second show that morning. And then we went on a little uh, little mini honeymoon. We, it, so not to get into too much detail, but we're doing like two weddings. And this one was just kind of get everything done. But uh, we went on like a little mini honeymoon afterwards. And so I got back last week on Wednesday. And I was just going to start doing shows again. But wouldn't you know? <coughs> wouldn't you know? There you go. I got sick. I got fucking sick. I don't know what it was. But uh, maybe the flu. Maybe a really bad cold. Maybe COVID. Who knows? But uh Starting to feel better. I still got a little throat thing going on, so I don't know. This may not be the longest podcast, but I had to get something back out there. I started to hear from a couple of you. Where the hell are you? Still doing the show anymore? So I know it's, it was a little bit off. So between the honeymoon and, and being sick, I, I apologize for being gone. But what's happening? We are back, and we've got a lot to go over. Um, the record, because we were going to do the record on uh, or for our last the last picks we gave, because when we did the show a couple weeks ago, we gave 11 picks that are so far unaccounted for in our uh, in our uh, housekeeping. So we're going to go over the 11 picks I gave out a couple weeks ago. And then there's some sports betting stories, some news that I definitely want to get into. Uh, Circa Sports, the sp- uh, sports book in Vegas, is hosting Bet Bash coming up in August. I have some thoughts on that. And then I also have thoughts on Jake Paul's new uh, sports betting app, Better, which just raised $35 million. So we'll get to all that more on today's show. But let's start off with the record. We gave out 11 picks last week, and that was coming off of a very bad week of picks. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, the, uh, the last couple of weeks, or what was it, like the first part of June, just wasn't very good. So um, I wanted to give some picks last week. We ended up going six and five overall. So, and actually, we ended up winning a little bit, even though two of the losses were Seattle minus one fifty and the LA Angels minus one sixty five. Those are some big money games that we lost. Despite that, we had enough plus money wins that the six and five week actually brought us a little bit of profit. So let's quickly go over all of those games, all eleven. On, I think it was Wednesday, for, or no, it was Tuesday for the Thursday game. So on Tuesday's show, a couple weeks ago for the Thursday games we gave out, we had San Francisco Giants plus 140 against the San Diego Padres. That came in. The day after that, we had the Arizona uh, Diamondbacks plus 115 against the Philadelphia Phillies. That lost. And then fast forward to Friday. Now, actually, on the Thursday show, we gave out Florida, the Florida Gators, minus 135 against uh, Virginia. That game was played on Friday. And then we also gave four additional picks on Friday's show. So we had a total of five picks on Friday. Those picks went four and one. Uh, Florida won against Virginia, minus 135. The Arizona uh, Diamondbacks won against the Cleveland Indy, or God, the Cleveland, sorry about that, everyone. Cleveland Guardians, minus 140. Uh, the Seattle Mariners beat the Chicago White Sox minus 130, and then the Texas Rangers lost to the Toronto Blue Jays plus 135. You see that the, the loss was plus 135, the wins were minus. That's kind of what I meant earlier with the money working its way out. So uh, four and one on Friday to to make the total record at that point four, uh, and uh, what was that? One, two, three, four, five, five and two 
so far for the seven picks we gave out. Then fast forward to Saturday, uh, we gave out the Seattle Mariners minus 150, the LA Angels minus 165, talked about those, uh, both losses. And then on uh, Sunday, we had the LA Angels again, minus 125, that came in. And then we lost with the New York Yankees, plus 115 against the Red Sox. So six and five overall, slightly a winning week. And don't worry, we're going to have plenty of picks coming up this week. Even as early as tomorrow, we'll get back on the picks train. But uh, six and five last week overall. Just had to do that. I know some of you out there like to keep track and, and that there's nothing we, we like more on this show than transparency. So every week, you know, no matter when it is, we always have to go over the picks, mark it down, put it out there just so we're always staying on top of stuff. So remember the first Monday of every month, we go over all the picks. So the weekly, monthly, yearly, and then show records, total plus minuses, uh, total win percentage, break even percentage, all that stuff. The first Monday of every month. Get a quick drink here. Okay, let's move on to some news. Some news. Uh, let's start off with the Circus Sports one. Uh, Circus Sports is hosting Bet Bash. Uh, this is, I guess, the second consecutive year they're doing Bet Bash. Uh, and I'm reading this article just in case you guys want to follow along. Reviewjournal.com. What sports bettors can expect to get out of Bet Bash at Circa? Now, let's 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 actually first talk about what you could, what's going to go on at this event. Um, it's August 8th through the 11th. It's at the Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas. And what's going to go on there? You're going to get expert panel discussions where there's going to be panel discussions with experts. Uh, And by the way, they're not paying me anything. I'm just going over this. Um, Expert panel discussions. There's going to be a scavenger hunt with $20,000 in prizes. There will be four open bars and a speed networking event. Now, I'm going to pull some quotes uh, from this article as we talk about this. But overall, my thoughts on something like this. If you are which very small percent of the audience is. If you're, if you're a, 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 a actual professional sports better or you're striving to be, I don't think this, this, this conference would be for you. Now, those running it would probably disagree with me. You know, those uh, other professionals who are going to be there may disagree with me. As a matter of fact, there's a quote in this article, uh, professional sports better, Gadoon Spanky uh, Kirolos. I don't re- know how to pronounce his last name. I do know he's legit. Like, like this guy's good. I've read about him before. He's a very respected sports better. Um, he says that uh, uh, that's, that's uh, let's see, blah, blah, blah. Quote, you want to become a better sports better? Come to Bet Bash. You're going to learn from others who are way more advanced than you, and you're going to create synergies and networks together. So that quote kind of puts it out there. What, what they, the people putting on this event, want to achieve, what they want you all to, to learn and to do while you're there. So again, my thoughts are someone like me, right? I'm just going to put myself in, in this position because I, I, I considered going to this because you have to weigh the, the pros and the cons and the pro would obviously be you meet someone who's going to help you advance your, your sports betting and make more money. Don't get yourself wrong. Every single pro out there, every single pro better who's going to be at this event is looking to make more money. Like it, they're doing it for a reason. Now they may be getting paid as well. I'm sure they're getting paid as well, right? So they're making money in that way. But also this this Gadoon Spanky Kirolos, or however you say his name, he may be looking to find a needle in the haystack, someone who can help him. Maybe someone like me goes and he meets a data scientist who can write complex artificial intelligence based algorithms and all this, you know. So that's probably what they're hoping for because. I don't know a sports better in my life that's ever done something without the intent or angle of making money, right? So that's kind of the goal here for for those people. So if I were to go to an event like this, I would obviously be looking looking for the same thing. Who can I partner with that can grow my skills or at least complement my skills 
and make me a better sports better so I can make more money, right? It's kind of a selfish thing, but you help each other out and now you're helping each other out and that's how this kind of works. So I did the, the math and I said, okay, flight, hotel, and that's even counting the comp hotel room that I could have gotten from MGM, flight, hotel, everything added up. I didn't think it would be worth it. I thought the chances or the odds of me meeting someone who I, who would legitimately move the needle in my sports betting wasn't worth what I would pay to go out there and the tickets and the actual tickets to the event, so on and so forth. Now, that doesn't mean it's not worth it for you. I'm not telling you not to go to this. I'm just saying that's those are my opinions. That's my feeling. I don't feel like this is, would be worth it for me or any other sports better out there because I think things like this are just... Uh, uh, spider webs for every lame, bad sports better out there who thinks they're really good. And trust me, there's about a hundred thousand of them for every one legitimately good sports better, right? There's so many people. You ever just go sit at, at Chili's and a random person will tell you how great they are at sports betting? Happens to me all the time. And no one knows who I am. I don't bring these conversations up, but it's like everyone who's ever made a bet before in their life, they, oh, they want to tell you their bets. They want to show you their same game parlays. They've got so much to tell. It's like the, the blackjack player, right? You ever sit down and play blackjack and you know, somebody else start telling you, yeah, you, t- you hit with a 12, you either hit or stay. You either hit or stay with a 12. It's like, not if you're really smart and you're counting cards, <laughs> you know? So that's not the case. You know, it says either way. A lot of people out there who know a little bit about sports betting and who have really, really inflated egos will be at this event. I, I assume, let's say there are, I don't know, 10,000 people who go to this event. I bet 9,000 900 of them are average to below average sports bettors, which rich by definition, what are you going to do for that? What are you going to learn from that? Maybe in, in the, and I'm talking about those who aren't on the billboard, right? Not no one who's going to be on the panel, not Billy Walters. Who's going to be there. Just the random people who are buying tickets like me from Colorado, right? Who are just going to show up. If there's 10,000 people who do that, probably 9,900 are going to be amateur sports bettors, not really knowing what they're doing. Maybe you get a hundred who are walking around. They're sharp. They know each other, but even so, even if you happen to meet all 100 of them, or like if I went and met all 100 of them in this hypothetical scenario I'm laying out, I've talked to enough pros in my past and enough people who wanted to work together that I know how I work. It's very specific. I know how hard I work and how much I do. I just don't know if, 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 and look, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I would go and meet someone and it would change my sports betting world. I just don't think that'd be the case, especially because things like this tend to attract people who actually aren't the pros. They're just wanting to go to Disneyland events for sports betting. So, you know, there, there do seem to be some positives to this, to this event, though. So let, let, let's talk about some positives here, because I'm not ripping on this, just ripping. And I'm not really ripping on it anyway. It's not all positive. Um, one of, uh, on one of the panels, this article goes on to say, I'm going to say Kirolos. Let's just go with that for this guy's last name. Kirolos will interview legendary sports better Billy... Oh, there's no way this guy's not getting paid. Will interview legendary sports better Billy Walters, who will be part of an inaugural class of sports gambling hall of fame, which will be located in the in an enclave in the uh, Circus Sports Book. Um, <laughs> quick side note. <coughs> God damn. Uh, quick side note. Um... The Sports Betting Hall of Fame, look it up right now. I think Billy Walters might be, and don't quote me on this because I'm not sure, but I believe Billy Walters is going to be the first actual sports better in this Hall of Fame. The Sports Betting Hall of Fame was created by the bookies to jerk each other off. I mean, it is hysterical. It's, it's all bookies. It's like a 20 good to average bookies who've been in the industry for a while, right? Uh, I'm in the Sports Betting Hall of Fame. It's, it's almost like if I just created the... The sports, ga- the sports gambling 
professionals uh, hall of fame and I get it TM'd and it's like, okay, who's in? And I just start making people, this is totally made up. It's a, it's a, it's, it's just a way for people who maybe want more recognition. Maybe they're still bitter. They're not sports betters. I don't know the, maybe just their ego. I don't know the driving factor, but they had to give themselves some kind of an award. I mean, what? seriously they had to get some kind of hardware up on the mantle to say what a great job they've done ripping people off for decades i mean minus 110 if you if you can't manage a sports book with minus 110 you don't deserve to be in the industry at all much less in the hall of fame but there are some people who who have pushed the industry forward like you know lefty rosenthal bob martin you know roxy roxborough like these people if you read enough books and see the, the history of sports betting obviously roxy roxborough did a lot for sports betting. He was one of the first people to to you know come up with a legitimate, consistent line in Vegas. He he he. Well, I don't want to put it that way. He can't, he had a business that he gave the line to other people and, and other sports books, and he essentially created this line himself. He's he's brilliant. He has a lot of forward thinking in him. I mean, I think Roxy Roxborough is a remarkable individual, but. At what point do you want to pat yourself on the back so bad that you create the Hall of Fame? Now, I don't think Roxy created the Hall of Fame, but my point here is, you know, there's a lot of sports bettors who I would put in at the same time as these people. It's funny that Billy Walters is kind of the only one making it past the the gates here. So, look, this has always been the old boys club. It's always been the the people in Vegas, the Greeks who grew up there a long time ago, the Jews. And I can I can drop a hard J. I'm a Jew. Um, you know, these people in Vegas a long time ago got sports gambling going and sports betting going and kind of learned how to set the lines, learn how to massage the lines and how to set the, and, you know, how to work the market. If, if you think that deserves being in the hall of fame or a hall of fame, good for you. I, I don't, I think it's hysterical and silly. The, the sports betting hall of fame, either way, I got going on a little tangent there. Cause I think that's ridiculous, but yeah, this is going to be the same thing, right? This is going to be all these people at the same place. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a private room in the back where they legitimately go jack each other off. I mean, that's to the point where it seems it's gotten with all this stuff. Of course, I'm being hyperbolic, but um, I don't know. This this just seems to me like it's going to be... You ever, do you ever maybe like have plans to go do something and it never turns out to be what you think? You know, you want to take the family to, to the, the carnival or you want to, you know, go see a movie and it just all goes to hell or it's not what it seemed to be. I did this a few years ago. There was a boat show in Colorado. <laughs> I wanted to go look at some boats, the boat show. I was all excited. It's like, it was nothing more than just like a couple boats and like a warehouse. Like, oh, I thought it was going to be a little more than this. That's kind of what I think this might be. Now you get to hear Billy Walters, you get to other sports bettors, but how many people out there are just going to drop their jaw to the floor? Oh, Oh, let's see what he has to say. There's not going to be really much at all. It's a way for them to make money. You know, I don't know. I I feel like I'm going negative with this, but um, I just don't think it's going to be worth it for a lot of people. Now, I don't have any information on prices. This article I pulled up, I don't think had any of that information. So you're going to have to look yourself. Oh, wait, (laughs) I said 10,000. This part of the article, the first bet bash last year, was a one-night event in August 20, oh, 2021. Uh, the first Bet Bash was a one-night event in August 2021 in Kirolos, native New Jersey, native uh, Jersey City, New Jersey. Oh, so it's this guy who's doing this whole thing. But I just go back to why. You know, th- this, this individual, again, uh, where's his name up here? Gadoon Spanky Kirolos. I've heard good things about him. I've, I've seen videos with him getting his limits cut and he's a good sports better. I just wonder, has he reached a limit where 
he's not making the same amount of money he was before? Like, why put on an event like this? You know why? And if you say, well, it's just to help the average person, help the average person, I don't really buy that. Now, you may say, Tyler, isn't that exactly what you're doing on your show right here? Helping the average person? And it's not. This show is the exact same thing to me is, is essentially therapy. As a matter of fact, my therapist said, hey, keep doing that show. Now, to get all sentimental, if you want to you know, get real here, the, the, the main reason why I still do this show is I did radio for 10 years. I did the afternoon drive on a small radio station in, in, in Colorado. I, I loved radio. And my biggest fan was always my dad. And uh, he would call me after every single show I did and you know, tell me that his favorite parts and all this stuff. And, and uh, he unfortunately passed away in, in 2016. And, you know, no coincidence, my sports betting career launched shortly after that. And, and my life kind of changed because of that. But still, I, I feel like doing a show every day or at least, <laughs> you know, uh, frequently kind of brings me back to that point and kind of connects me with him. So that's why I do this show. I like for, I do so much data science and so much work and so much coding. It's like so much math. These 30 minutes or 10 minutes or five minutes or, you know, however long each show is, it's like a way for me to escape. Talk a little bit about stuff. It's relaxing. It's therapeutic. So honestly, if we're going to be on it, you know, real here, I do this more for me. And I know a lot of you out there get that. But just being honest, this is more for me. Do you think I'm really paying the bills with these with the sponsors on this show? <laughs> you know, I mean, Thrive Fantasy and, and, and Better Edge. It, it's nice. I make a couple bucks a month. But I mean... You know, I, I, I easily could do... I haven't even done a sponsor read in like two weeks or three weeks, right? I mean, very, very few and far between. So that's why I do this show. It's not because I am sanctimonious and I want everyone out there to stop losing to these bookies. That's part of it, a little part, like a 1% of it. You know, a little bit. I would say 1% is driven because I don't have a whole lot of respect for bookies. As you can probably tell from my review of the Bet Bash or my preview of the Bet Bash... Um, I don't have a lot of respect for bookies. I think a monkey could run a sports book because minus 110 is powerful. As long as, you know, bookmakers these days, they're not creating the lines. They're not massaging the lines. They're just copying someone else, right? So it's, it's, it's not that hard these days to be a bookie. That's why you see fanatics and Jake Paul getting involved. The art of being a bookmaker is, is quickly vanishing because of these ridiculous prices, same game parlays, things like that. But either way, this is all comes down to, I think bookies are... Um, well, all comes back to my 1% thing. A teeny part of this show is, you know, I think bookies are scum. And if I can help anyone out there win a little bit more, I, I think that does make me feel a little bit better. You know, them losing more <laughs> sort of makes me feel better. Um, but then I go to, well, really, if we're going to be honest and, you know, be pragmatic here, isn't that hurting me? Because the more good sports bettors out there, you know, the, the few, you know, the fewer the, the, the great lines, so on and so forth. So either way, you know, that, that's just kind of, can you tell us my first show back a little rambly today? But either way, that's kind of what I think about the, the bet bash. Go if you want to. But I kind of laugh because I said 10,000. The 2001 uh, edition in, in New Jersey had 220 people. So even if it's 10 times that they have 2,200, I, I, I don't you know, think it's going to be that worth it. Last year, this is last year's multi-day event in April, drew 350 people. And Kirolos hopes Bet Bash 3 attracts more bettors now that several events will take place in Circa's more expensive gal- uh, Galaxy Ballroom. So uh, the last quote in this article before I move on, quote, everyone's friendly and looking to help each other. This is not just entertainment sports betting. People that come to Bet Bash love betting sports, but they want to learn how to get better. And that's what Bet Bash is all about. Yeah, so I think this is obvious. And maybe this is what they're meaning it to be. Maybe they, maybe they don't want people like me there, right? Maybe this, or uh, 
whatever his name is, Kirolo's person. Maybe I wouldn't have a chance to meet him because he's on stage the whole time talking, right? So I don't think this is event, this event is for people who really know what they're doing. This event is for everyone else who's 98% of the audience who are average sports bettors or public sports bettors, we'll say. And maybe you do want to learn a little bit more. Now, will you? Look, I think you're going to learn more listening to this show every day than you will going to something like that, spending all that money. Again, it's, is it worth it? But if you want to, go. Let me know how it is. DM me at SBD underscore POD on Twitter, which we hardly ever use. Uh, or you can find me at Tyler Walgy. DM me. Let me know how it is. Let me know how the, what is it, the $20,000 in prizes scavenger hunt goes. Okay, let's move on. Move along, sir. Um, but overall, you know, I don't want... I don't want to misrepresent because I haven't been there. Haven't been to one so far. These are just my opinions, what I think it's probably going to be like. But if you go and it's different, let me know. All right, let's turn the page. Uh, Jake Paul is launching a sports betting app, Better. That's B-E-T-R. And they've raised $35 million so far. I'm reading this article on Bazinga.com. Bazinga.com. Okay, so... Essentially, the point of this is this article and, and what I'm going to be talking about here is uh, Jake Paul and then Joey Levy, two individuals. I'm sure a lot of you know who Jake Paul is. Um, they, well, the, the article, this title is Jake Paul, Joey Levy, backed sports betting company, Better, announces $35 million in new funding, quote, creating something remarkable. And that's what I was interested in, right? The creating something remarkable. Now, we talked about this, uh, you know, last week, last couple of weeks with Fanatics, joining the marketplace. And Fanatics is claiming they're going to change the way sports betting looks and feels in terms of getting bets down quicker, easier interface, all of which seemed to help the sports better. So I'm excited to see that. But, you know, it seems like this company better from Jake Paul and who's this other guy? Uh, Joey Levy. Or Levy or Levy? Took the Chevy to the Levy, but the Levy was dry. Uh, let's call him Levy. Joey Levy and Jake Paul. Um, it seems like they're doing the same thing, right? Remarkable changes. It's going to be, uh, what's the quote here? Uh, create something remarkable. And so I wanted to, to, to see what they said in this article. What's going to be so remarkable, okay? Because there's sports books popping up left and right these days because everyone's seeing the, the gravy train that is, these same game parlays and these idiots making all these bets every day. But uh, here's, what, here's what they claim in the article to be remarkable about this new uh, betting app. This is uh, about halfway down the article, quote, Joey, and this actually is a quote from from Jeff Ransdell, Fuel Venture Capital founding partner, uh, Jeff Ransdell, quote, Joey, Jake, and the incredible better team are truly creating something remarkable. They are addressing a genuine need in the sports media and betting world, catering directly to the end consumer. The overwhelming demand from investors wanted to join this journey is a testament to the, to the validity and promise of what they're building. Okay, let's break this down because I have some thoughts on this quote. First of all, Joey, Jake, and the incredible team are truly creating something remarkable. I, I, I don't know what that is yet because this is what you often get with people with a lot of money starting a new company. They just say things like this without any real evidence or, or something backing up, right? I learned this early in my career in radio. It's not enough to say... Uh, Joey or, uh, you know, uh, uh, fill in the blank. Uh, you know, Giancarlo Stanton's playing very well this last week. Let's bet on him. Have, have stats to back it up, right? So you say Giancarlo's playing very, Giancarlo Stanton's playing very well this week. He's got a 420, you know, on-base percentage. He's hitting 324, whatever. Right? Have stats to back it up. Don't just say things. Otherwise, you could just say anything. What's it mean? May not have been a great example because I know Stanton's not doing well, but work with me here. So 
when they say they're creating something remarkable, well, I mean, they've raised, raised a lot of money so far and they're going to launch a sports betting app. But the, 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 you know, this whole, the overwhelming demand from investors, that's because of Jake Paul. That's because Jake Paul has been successful. He launches things, he makes money. People see this as an investment like, uh, like any other investment where, okay, we'll put in 10,000. How much are we going to get out? Right? How, much, how much can we expect out? And Jake Paul is a money magnet for this kind of stuff. So I would be willing to bet early in, this early in the process, it's not necessarily the remarkable change that's going to be in the industry. It's that they're partnering with Jake Paul. That's what I think. But let's, let's go on to see what this article says about the remarkable changes. Quote, better gaming offers, and this, this is supposedly the, the remarkable part, better gaming offers micro betting, allowing users to bet on individual plays during sports contests. Better Gaming is live in Ohio and Massachusetts with plans to launch in Virginia soon. The company has access rights to Indiana and other markets the company said will be announced soon. Um, also, Better Gaming will be unveiling two additional real money gaming verticals, which will be announced over the coming weeks and months, signifying the company's commitment to diversification and innovation within the gaming industry. So, what I see here, look, I, I think this is actually a good thing. So I don't want to make it seem like I'm, I'm ripping on this, this company. I'm all for change, innovation, and something different. I mean, hell, if we just keep doing the cookie cutter thing of sports books now, prices are going to go up. It's going to be bad for us. I'm, so I'm fine with this. Fanatics, better, you know, BETR, this company I'm talking about now, I'm actually, this is a good thing, right? So when I say it's, t- it's tough to be remarkable, it's tough to create something remarkable, it's just good Jake Paul, I'm just being honest as we go through this article, okay? I'm not shitting on this company or saying I think it's going to be bad. I like the innovation. I just wonder what that's going to look like because people like Jake Paul, once they see people like me who can win money, they're going to get to the, I feel like the end game is always the same. You know, you get, you get a different story, different buildup, but it's the same goddamn conclusion where these bookies are going to want to make money. They're going to want to advertise same game parlays. And even though Fanatics is saying, you know, we're going to make it easier to get bets down quicker. We're going to make the easier interface. You can do what you want to quicker. When they see how how that's disadvantageous to them, I wonder, is it going to continue? I'm not sure. And for a company like this, you know, they offer micro betting, allowing users to bet on individual plays. What if, you know, they're getting crushed on those plays and there's some kind of insider info out there. Is that going to last? Maybe because, you know, maybe they make money, maybe they lose money because there's going to be a lot of people out there making bad bets on those things. But as I've said before, any bet out there, pre-game, post-game, or, you know, <laughs> post-game, uh, <for laughs> God damn, it's been a long couple weeks, uh, pre-game, in-game, it all comes down to the same idea. What should the price be and what are they charging? Right? If they're not charging enough or the price is too low, you generally want to make that bet. That's what betting comes down to. So it's the same thing for individual plays. Now, I find it, it would be tough to come up with a real legitimate model to, you know, predict the next play. That kind of stuff is literally gambling. So that's probably why they're introducing that. So I don't see a whole lot of opportunity for me there, but I do like the innovation. And then in terms of the better gaming, uh, unveiling two additional real money gaming verticals, where you can supposedly, the way I read this is you could supposedly, in, you know, intertwine gaming with betting. Now, does that mean like Xbox, PlayStation, computer gaming with betting? Potentially. Now, that doesn't help me at all. But all these kind of changes are actually going to be good for the industry. And I think companies like this that are pushing the innovation side of things will actually kind of, you know, 
help us on the back end with these other sports books because maybe that's going to be the goal of these sports books in the near future or distant future to do something like this themselves. So overall, you know, um, I, I think it's a good thing. Uh, I, I'm skeptical that these new companies claiming to revolutionize the industry are actually going to do that because the sad reality is there's, there are people out there. There's a bunch of people out there like me who make money doing this and we're not apologizing to anybody. You know, the, the sports books do a lot to screw us over. So I find zero, I have zero like uh, uh, resentment or any, anything in my conscious about doing stuff to the sports books. It's a zero sum game, folks. If we'd win, they lose. If they win, we lose. So I don't have a whole lot of um, faith that things like this are going to happen because at the end of the day, once they realize they're losing money from 5% of their customers, it's probably going to be the same thing to where us 5% are getting cut off and it's now hard again, you know, hard to get a bet down again. So I'm skeptical. I think it's a great thing. Better, fanatics, companies like this wanting to change the industry is great. My main question is, can they? All right, that does it for today's show. Long enough show, we're back. Uh, stay tuned tomorrow, rest of the week. We'll have some picks. Until then, this has been Sports Betting Daily.